In our third and final segment with inspirational speaker and author, Melissa Wierenge, we discuss the challenge and the spiritual reward of taking radical responsibility for the self. We also talk about how spiritual growth has caused us to make our past selves almost completely unrecognizable from who we are today. I have three kids. I have a 12-year-old boy, a 10-year-old girl who honestly is like my biggest teacher. She really keeps me on my toes. And I've got a three-year-old who thinks he's 10. And so, yeah, between between the three of them, I, I've learned so much. And so whenever I make mistakes in my parenting, because I'm a parent and I have been parented by other parents who have been parented by other parents that had no concept of anything like what we've learned in miracles, right? So habits still fluctuate. They'll still come. But what's changed is that ability to just quickly let it go and not hold on to it. So not walking around this stompy, stormy, angry, like all day or all week. And, and, and that's the beauty of it. Because when you start doing it with yourself, I read the Book of Joy the other day. Read that one too, because that's a good one. But I'll put that it, on my list. The thing that I laugh about in that is that he just laughs about everything, the Dalai Lama. They just laugh and they laugh and they laugh and they laugh. What is better than that, though? Exactly. <laughs> you know what he said, though, that was really profound, was that he, he actually looks forward to struggle. And the reason for that is because it, you can't grow without struggle, right? So exactly, exactly. these things that test us, they're actually there to stretch us into the next thing. So what I, I laugh to myself because I say I like struggle, except for when it comes from my daughter. <laughs> but when I master that, I know that I've mastered something really deep. So you can apply this in every part of your life and you start looking um one thing that i'm going to write about this week is um nobody can offend you the only person that can offend you on the face of this earth is yourself and exactly because we have yeah. that that ego attachment and the way mm. we feel about it we're yeah. dealing with other other people's egos as well we're not actually like dealing with what's coming out of their spirit and that's the thing I think it's um you you can't you're not in anybody else's head so you don't know where they're coming from and it doesn't even matter like you shouldn't even be thinking about that and that's 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 been a real big game changer for me is that I the only person that can offend me is me I can only really get the only person that can upset me is myself um so really radical self-responsibility and it, it all comes down to that inner relationship. And so the inner relationship is what we need to work on. So that's a big part of my work going forward is on those inner relationships and just helping people, especially mums, with that because the thing is we mums all have guilt because we all like feel like we're not doing it right or we're not doing enough or we're not there for our kids enough or we're too hard on them or we're too soft on them or we haven't given them enough roles or given them too many roles or we've spoiled them or we haven't, you know, like there is absolutely no way to do mum right. And so we don't often, a lot of that as well, it comes from just not feeling good in ourselves to start off with. And then that can perpetuate to all sorts of awesome stuff to learn. And that's where I always take responsibility now for the violence because I think, well, if I had been the person that I am now, I would never have even been in that relationship. There's just no way that that could even have happened because when you, 
uh, in here, you might think, and this is a hard one for someone watching that hasn't gone through it yet, but when you, like, I mean, you could have told 20-year-old Melissa that she was um, not confident or not happy, and she'd go, no, I'm happy as anything. Mm -hmm. But with hindsight, like, when I look back, I was drinking every day. I was, <laughs> I was in pain that I wasn't even, I pushed that pain so deep that I wasn't even acknowledging it being there anymore. And so from that pain inside, of course, you're going to draw in another person that holds a similar pain, and you're trying to, trying to use that to, um, I guess, fill. It doesn't work like that. Exactly. You, can only, you can only bring that from yourself, and that's working through your own things. So it's, um, for me, been a beautiful thing to start to see myself as I truly am. And that's what I say to people. You are all perfect. You just have to see it. You have to see it because you are actually perfect. You're made. You're, if you look at your spiritual self, there's absolutely nothing wrong with us. We are all, it's, it's perfect. It absolutely is. And um, we hear the negative, but the negative is what attracts us to the positive. Without that negative, there would be no contrast. So it's fun. It's all fun. Exactly. What does Abraham, Abraham Hicks say about, about contrast? It's like you have to have the contrast to, in order to have the, the desire. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Exactly. So um, kind of going into that, because that reminded me of that conversation we started getting into on one of your Facebook posts about, so you were talking about the 20-year-old you versus you now that the you now would not be in that relationship. I can say the same thing for my 23-year-old self when I was in a abusive, toxic relationship with someone. I would definitely, the way I was, I, I or the way I am now, I would not choose that relationship at all because there's all kinds of crazy going on, <laughs> but I didn't realize it because I wasn't doing that work. So what, um, what I wanted you to touch on was just, um, in conversation we had earlier, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how we attract these people into our lives. One, aside from them being that spiritual lesson, but also because of our own, um, being in our own mindset. So can you riff on that a little bit for us? Sure. Yeah, I love how you pretty much summed it up. It is. It's, <laughs> There's no more. We can end right there. No. <laughs> because, you know, you could travel along in life with your eyes closed, as a lot of the, the world chooses to do. And in and, and saying that, like, that's a choice. We've all got this choice. Like, you are given this blessing to choose how you want to live your life. If you don't want to buy into any of the Course of Miracles, if you don't want to look into spirituality or Buddhism or Christianity or whatever, that is completely your choice. And that is your choice. You have that choice. However, life is just going to keep throwing dirt at you until you see. <laughs> yeah? Exactly. exactly. And, and so it's, it's the choice that you have is the amount of time you want to endure before you choose to open your eyes, really. And I'm not above anybody. I'm not, I don't ever compare myself. I don't really, oh, except for my sisters. I'm terrible. I've got to work on judgment with my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, I'm really, really good. I, I actually, my thing is, I feel like I'm flying sometimes and I just want to pull everybody up with me, if that makes sense. When you're like on that, that level yeah. and that in that super like feeling all that cool spiritual stuff and learning all this stuff about yourself and about reality and basically the matrix that we live in. 
the matrix. You want it, you want everybody to be on your level, but oftentimes it's it's just their journey and either they're gonna come to it or they're not gonna come to it. What is it? The course is the course as many are called, but few choose to listen. And it's a matter of everyone has it inside of them, but only a few of us choose to express it. That's right. And it's and I mean we are, we're all at that level because we're all spiritual beings. But it's whether you choose to see it or not, because we're conditioned and it's again, it's woven into that tapestry of society that we are supposed to be machines. We are human beings. So the society, all the teaching, all the education, all the government, everything is woven around the fact that you're a body and a human being. And unless you're um, a weird person like me or grow up in a home where you talk about this other stuff, you are going to be really contorted. You're going to feel like you're a body and you're part of this machine and you have to do this and you have to do that. And these are the expectations and that's what you aspire to. And that's just because that's what is the done thing, right? And that's choice. You get to choose that. And so my job here, especially as what I do, like I'm an unschooled mother and I have online businesses and I want to travel the world. We're going to be booking Spain for next year very soon. And I'm here to be like, yep, I'm a weirdo, but I'm not. Because I'm, I'm having fun and I'm happy. And I think when people see me, two things will happen. One person will be so really deeply living in fear that all they can see is fake. Mm-hmm. And that, that breaks my heart, really. I think, oh, poor soul. Um, and then the other person will actually see the joy and maybe there's three because maybe one person might see the joy and go, oh, I really feel like I want to be that. And then they'll, they'll take on board a lot of what I'm saying. And then perhaps the third person is like, I know what she's on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's, um, it's about creating the life that makes you happy and doing what you want to do and not doing what other people are doing just because. Actually question everything. Like I think um, I read a passage the other day. It's in chapter two about questioning everything because – Everything is just an illusion. And when you start to really start questioning stuff and going like, is that actually real? 99% of the time you go, no, no, actually it's not. And it's just that you, we just aren't taught to challenge stuff. We're taught to follow rules. We follow what the expectation is, follow the sheep, follow the crowd. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're taught to be complacent, right? Yeah, and that's it. And so like, it's not anybody's fault. And I don't really look down on people who who choose to not see because it's their choice that so they don't have to see but the thing is too once you start seeing you can't unsee it's like it what, is, what is the there there's always this like quote from yoda i don't remember exactly what it is but i always want, like whenever i hear that line i'm like oh it's that it's that yoda quote like there's something <laughs> like that in star wars <laughs> Yeah, no, well, it must be a really deep, deep movie because, yeah, that, that's yeah. True. And it's like you can't, once you start seeing, you're not going to um, ever really go back so much. Like you might regress a little bit and take time out and just get caught up in the rat race. But once you've really felt the way that you can feel, it's it's almost like your brain's not going to forget that it's going to go oh no that was a real life experience that happened mm-hmm. and so you can't shut that off you'll just always just feel it's like the book thing you're just still going to feel this pull until you cave to it and it doesn't have to be a course of miracles like the one that I'm listening to right now is the untethered soul um and I love that, that. It's, mm. it's the reason I do though is because of 
how it explains everything in such a eloquent yet simplistic way. It's so easy. It makes everything so easy to understand. Mm. Like your spirit is just your passenger. Yeah. I think, you know, not everyone is feeling called to read a gigantic book and miracles in it. Yep. Yep. (laughs) This this book will cut it down to six hours. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Of course, miracles is extremely heavy. It's very heavy material. And the book itself, it weighs like 10 pounds. It's like carrying around your own little Bible there, but it's, (laughs) and so it is daunting. It's very intimidating at first. And I think a lot of times too, that's why like both you and I have struggled with trying to get through it. And a lot of people who I've seen when I've asked about it in the past, when I've like, what is this Course in Miracles thing? Like, what is, what, how do I do this? And no one can give me any advice. They're just like, oh, it's really, there's, it's a lot. And I'm like, okay, but, and like, is it like Lord of the Rings a lot? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think, um, yeah, you don't have to choose the course, but the reason I like working with it so much is because everything exactly is laid out. And as, as it is explained, it's a direct transmission from the spiritual entity of Jesus. So that's why I find it so important because it, to me, what really got me was it explained everything in a very, I feel like almost a consumable manner. If you, if you grow up with religion, like I did, especially you're like, and you leave it, you're kind of like, oh, like these terms are kind of feel icky to you. But once you get through them and kind of get past the label, to me, it feels like a, <clears throat> it feels like really the truth. This is the truth, not not the Bible. <laughs> for me, that's not my truth. <laughs> this feels more like the truth for me. And no, no disrespect to any anybody who's religious, because there's tons of people who are Christian and read this as well. No, that's what I love about it. I think it um, it's just so peaceful. It's just not not any anger or not any conflict in it. It's it's beautiful, and and that's it. And that's what makes it. You can't argue with it because it's if you're arguing with it, it's not real. <laughs> And, and like you said, like every person's called to it differently. So every person's going to work for it in their own time. Do it how you see it to be the best. And when I got back started into it, I started reading the teacher's manual, which I had never read. I had heard a com- I'd read a comment somewhere. Someone was saying you should start with the teacher's manual. And I'm like, that's the weirdest thing ever. But okay, like if I'm going to get back into it, I'm willing to try. So I did. And I'm like, this is profound stuff. Like totally like on another level from what you actually learn in the course. I'm like, Oh my God, I like this. It was like a little secret hiding out for me that was just waiting. It makes me laugh that you say that because I remember um, when I did the text, cause I just like plowed through the text. Cause it was just like, I had did. To read <laughs> I actually read the whole entire text way too fast, but it was so good. Like I loved it. And then I got to the end of it. And then, cause I was still like, I don't know, day 100 and something. And I was like, am I allowed to read the teacher's manual? <laughs> it was almost like, boo. <laughs> am I allowed to go there? And I was like, no, yeah, I'm going to just dive in and read it. And I read it and I can't remember. I don't remember as much from there as I remember from the rest of it. But it's, I think, such a cool experience. And I, I will never part with my book. I love it. It's part of who I am and it's part of here, here why I'm here is to fulfill that it's to 
spread more of this in the world because the more people that talk about these concepts because they're gifts and like we don't even know that we've got them half the time like we're born into these bodies and told that we're bodies and we don't even understand our own heavenly gifts exactly. and there are so many of them and they change your world so dramatically I think it's really important that they're spoken of um, and that's part of my next step is um my charity that I want to do with the kids and it's going to be called this is not school and we literally teach everything that school doesn't teach but probably needed to more than the actual school and it's stuff like this it's the forgiveness the gratitude compassion teaching those gift values plus also money so teaching like money like actual true wealth and abundance and business stuff so it's all of things that the schools don't teach but for me, a huge part in my heart is that when we feel good inside and when we love ourselves and have those wealth relationships inside of ourselves, when we have true wealthy abundance, then that is the key to fixing most of the problems. What I see is when we've got poverty, then it's all entangled with poverty violence. All of that stuff's all, all like in a box together, all of the negative stuff. And school doesn't address any of it. So... You know, it'll t sort of talk about fighting stuff or war or this or that, but it doesn't really come down to it's what you embody. So I'm going to take that and play with it and we're going to deliver it through the kids because they um, would rather learn from their own selves. They'd rather learn from children. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and teach kids about the stuff my kids are going to teach. I stuff. love that. That's going to yeah. be, that's so amazing. I'm yeah. like, I'm blown away. <laughs> I'm still working on them. They still haven't agreed to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's good. And so that's why there's not really a time frame on it. I've just got all of the concepts. I know how it's going to lay out. Um, and then it's just getting the kids when they feel ready or when they feel like they want to do stuff like this and contribute. And it's, their driving force will be that they're giving back or making an impact on the world. It's, it's not about me for this one. It, this one is really because my kids are doing a program just slightly to the side off topic, topic, but his name's Caleb Maddox and he's a 16 year old personal development guy and he does personal development for kids. And so my kids sit up there and they'll watch him every day and they read his books. He has books. He has more books than me. He's 16 wow. and he's, a, he's also a millionaire and self-done. I'm so impressed. And, and I was talking to the kids and I was like, would you rather learn from a kid or an adult? And they're like, oh, I would way rather listen to a kid. So it just, it makes sense, you know, like if I'm standing here talking about a course of miracles to young people, of course they're going to be like, what the hell is she on about? Like, get her. But when my kids talk about it and they talk about them being argumentative or picking on their baby brother or stuff like that, kids can understand that. So um, yeah, I think it's just a matter of how we how we as children we relate to other children because they're essentially not our parents telling us what to do. I love that so much. So it's Caleb Maddox. Yeah. Okay. So for, yeah. for everyone listening, all the moms out there, um, Caleb Maddox, and he's yeah. on YouTube, I think, right? Yeah, YouTube, and he's got Facebook, and yeah, we do his monthly membership. So awesome. yeah, he's been a real, real eye-opener um, just to, I guess, show the kids what can, can be done. But they're still 10 and 12, so I'm not 
there's no pressure on them. It's just like, you know, I can hire some kids and do it, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're hoping that they, they step into that and when they're ready and they can do that and it will be a passion project and it will be a real game changer. I think it's, it's needed in the world. Wow. So thank you so much for all this wonderful information and stories and everything that you shared. I'm sure everyone, including myself, is very grateful that you've taken this time. I do want have a couple more questions before we close. So I know you touched on it a little bit, but I want to know what tips do you have for others who are just beginning either their spiritual journey, maybe they're not quite woke yet, they're not there yet, maybe they're thinking about the, you know, they're on the precipice, maybe not, or they're starting the course or they're thinking about the course. What tips do you have for those guys? Get into our Course in Miracles group. (laughs) because it's been quiet quiet there for the last year or so. It has. Uh, But jump in because the thing is, right, if you have like-minded people around you and it's a lot easier to ask these questions, it's so much harder to jump in. You can't go to your office water cooler and be like, hey, I'm studying A Course in Miracles and what? Like what? And then you show them the book and you're like, I'm doing this. And they're like, what? (laughs) Like, have you, you know, like, screws loose, right? I mean, you can. You can do that. If you're me, you probably will do that anyway. But yeah, it's, it's, it's nicer to have that conversation with people who are on that journey and at various stages in that journey. Like, so many people, when we started that Course in Miracles book club, so many people had already been doing it for ages. And then there were other people that had just started and stopped and started and stopped. There are people in there that have been doing it, like, way longer than me and Crystal. Um, and there are just everybody's there to help and it's it's a good place to be you can find that at facebook.com slash groups acim book club i'm going to be actively teaching a little bit more because i have discovered that 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 is my path and my purpose partly to teach these concepts and um so we will be actively discussing and it's an amazing environment to learn with a group of like-minded people so if you are all alone reading it um, or you just ordered it or you're just beginning somewhere and you're feeling a little stuck come join the group and and meet everybody there's like over 300 people in a in the group it's amazing and we add more people every day so we welcome you to come and hang out and learn with us because we're we're all learning as well <laughs> there is no I thought it was something I wanted to touch on as well because I know you said you don't like referring to yourself as a teacher. I I'm like fine with the word teacher. I'm fine with that. I hate the word coach. Like I just it makes me want to throw up. It always has, even though I tried to coach and I still do. I'm just like I I'm. (laughs) I don't know. One of my favorite parts about the teacher's manual is that it explains that there is no separation because. Mm -hmm between teacher and student because that's separation. That's what it is. And that creates a special relationship. It somehow makes me special and you not as special if you are the student. (laughs) I think we feel that. You don't like being called a teacher, even though you're sharing and you're, you're, you are in a way teaching. You just not, you're not cool with the label. Just like I'm not cool with the label of coach. Like I, I remember I actually got seriously offended by someone who, when I wasn't coaching, tried to call me a coach. And I was like, I am not, no, that is not what I do. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's it. It's like you, you choose how you share it. If you want to be um, having that deep relationship, my goal is to write like Paulo Coelho. So yeah. it's, not, it's not teachy space. It's fun. It's just me expressing principles in a way that I guess readers enjoy. So it's um, I mean, I, I just I'm, I'm an author. That's who I'm here to be. I'm here as a messenger. I'm not here to change people, but I am here to change people. I'm here to change the people who want to change, I guess, or here to speak messages into the hearts of people that are ready to hear them. And so that I think if you feel like if you obviously if you're listening to this podcast for one, you're already a little bit curious. So the thing is with the curiosity, it's it's just never gonna go away. So you just keep whatever crosses your path that you feel called to take on, just take it on. And then if you start reading something and it's not thrilling to you or exciting you, you can put it down. You can always come back to it. Like um that actually happened to me with the power of now is that everyone was like, oh, it's such a good book, it's such a good book, it's such a yeah. good book. And um, I read it and I really wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh, man, it didn't do it for me. Like, and and that, that was one of the ones that I picked up in that 2017 year where I was like searching and because everyone had told me how it was going to transform my life and, da, 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 and I just was getting frustrated with it. I was like, no, 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 this isn't deep enough, isn't, hasn't, hit the core you know like there was like a very distinct answer that needed to be answered which I feel at peace with now like I'm like okay I've got this I, I have this now and it's like um there's no competition it's not there's no like linear I win the award or you win the award or there's no we taught this in school, but it's in the yeah. real world. It's um, you just go through the experiences that you're given because we're all here for our own. Together we're gods. And together we are the god or the universe. We make it up together, and it can't all be made up by just one exact same puzzle piece. Otherwise, that wouldn't fit together very well. And so we've all got our own little thing that we're giving to the world. It's our own version of the gifts, and it's how we deliver that that other people are going to respond to that. Like some people are going to respond to my message. Some people are going to respond to Crystal. Some people are going to respond to Marianne. Some people are going to respond to Gabby. Some people are going to respond to Oprah. Like <laughs> exactly. it's, it's whoever, you know, you're put in this position to expel a message that's going to hit somebody that I can't touch. You know, like I'm going to stand here and I'm going to tell a message and heaps of people are going to feel mood and heaps of people are going to change then someone next to me might stand and speak a very similar message with similar gifts. And those same people, some of those people are going to go, wow, that was just amazing. And I'm not going to sit there and have a cry about that. I'm going to be like, yeah, you go girl. Because together, all of these voices are what's changing the world. And there are so many amazing movements on the face of this earth right now. We've got the TED Talks. We've got, um, you know, what Gabby's doing, what Crystal's going to be doing, what I'm going to be doing. Um, Marianne Williamson running for president of the United I, States. <laughs> like, come on. That's incredible. <laughs> there's so much um, going on. There Tell is. There's, there's an amazing movement. Um, I probably, I don't know if I've told you about her, Crystal, but there's an amazing movement and it's called Her Story. And that the goal is to have a million women impacted by this. So it's like a hundred different, um, it might be a thousand different events globally 
100 women at each event. Um, and it's just incredible because, it's, again, it's all heart stories. It's all, and this is a big part of something else that I've got in background that I've been working on for over a year is um, I have a, a plan for something similar, and but it won't be limited to women. And it's, it's about, I think, the time we are, I, I say this a lot, is that we're in the most abundant and prosperous time ever have in the whole history of humanity. Like, mm-hmm. you've got the internet, you've got un, just unheard of ways to make money. And exactly. the, we can reach more lives than we can ever reach. Like, I'm talking to Crystal, who I met on the internet. And, yeah. we And we, we know each other really well because we've talked. <laughs> we've but, yeah. Yeah, we've spent a lot of time on opposite sides of the world talking to each other and the internet allows us to do that. You know, like people can impact millions and millions of lives through a video that we might have done two years ago mm-hmm. and never before have we been able to do that. And so I think what will happen, and this is like my, this is where my like fun-loving brain comes out. It goes like, you know, We've got all these problems and people keep carrying on about all the problems, blah, 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 problem, problem, problem. Every time I see somebody post about a problem, I just slam a solution in there. I go, okay, well, like, if you want it to change, you go start with it yourself. <laughs> you know what? Nobody ever challenges me on it. It's, yeah. I think you don't come across as like controlling, you don't do any ego. You're just like, okay, well, he starts with them. So, you know, if everyone in here just jumps on that little inner work wagon, then things will change really fast. And Oh, look, he's oh, the kids. The kids came in and to say hi. <laughs> oh, spaghetti. What is this? Play-Doh spaghetti. Oh my God. We've got Play-Doh spaghetti for all of you who can't see and are listening to this on audio. <laughs> um, so, um, Play-Doh she- spaghetti going on. <laughs> Do you want to show your cool hairdo? Oh gosh, he'd butt me then. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, no, I think um, we've got a huge opportunity in it. So if you're feeling called to this, you're called to be a part of, you know, the change. And I don't know how long the change is going to take. It could take a minute. It could take a while. But, you know, the more of us on this journey and the more of us talking, even if it's just one thing that you feel like, you know, if you've gone through an experience of forgiveness or gratitude or compassion or something, you just share your story and you're going to change somebody's life that has never heard that before. And the more people that we have hearing these stories, the more people telling these stories, the faster things will change. I believe that. I, I'm. I live in. I live in La La Land. I live in. I, my. I'm an idealist. So no, I think it's um. It's wonderful what you're doing, and it's so good you've got a podcast. Go share your story. You know. So where can we find you really quickly? Because I, I see that we have to end this now. MelissaAWittingy.com. <laughs> okay. um, uh, or you can catch me on Facebook. All of my usernames are all Melissa A. Whittingy, so I made it oh. nice and easy for everybody. Um, and yeah, just connect. I'm, I'm always happy to, I love chatting the stuff. Um, and I'm going to be working on bringing together some sort of project that uses principles of Course in Miracles more for mums because parenting is supposed to be fun. <laughs> I think we, we, we need to work on ourselves to make it more fun. So that's that's um, going to be what I bring to the world in a different little way, and it's I'm going to advertise. So you probably, if you've watched this, you might see some ads. All right, yes, she's going to show up in your in your algorithm now. <laughs> you have you have Melissa Whittingy in your your album now, or your, your album, in your algorithm. Now. <laughs> she's there in your line of thought. Thank you, everyone, for 
listening to this very first episode. <laughs> episode one down. All right. I know. Oh my gosh. Yay. We should have a party now. <laughs> Podcast and Miracles is produced by Crystal Fitzgerald and Benjamin Rupert and edited by Benjamin Rupert. Music is composed by Benjamin Rupert. A Podcast and Miracles is made possible by crystalfitzgerald.com, helping hearts heal through the power of tarot and connection to source, the universe through which all things are possible, and listeners like you. Don't forget to follow Crystal and all of the adventures of A Podcast in Miracles on social media at Tarot and Sass.